Welcome to the Vitality Coach Podcast with the Mojo Maker and host Nikki Fogden Moore, the Vitality Expert, dedicated to helping you be the CEO of your business and your life with special industry and life leading guests, top tips on how you could create that magical blend of healthy, wealthy, and wise for CEOs, entrepreneurs, founders, and people who do things with life. Hi guys, welcome back to the Mojo Maker podcast in the new a casual chat series. Thanks by popular demand, I am going through this list of the Nikiphony or the Nictionary or questions for Nikki that you guys have all sent in about what your biggest challenges are and things that I've written about, spoken about, been on stage about, God knows what, you've all written in and I take it seriously. So here I go. The topic for today is one of my favorite books. I only just discovered it and I've only just discovered the whole purpose behind this myself is The Courage to Be Disliked. So this little book here, if you don't have it, I've sent it to a lot of my clients or recommended it to my clients recently because it is a lonely road at the top. It's not about you getting to the top of the tree and pulling the ladder up. In fact, it's like you get to the top of the tree and everyone else that was around you on the way up has suddenly disappeared. I really, really, really want to help you today as a leader in life and pioneering pursuing your destiny with purpose and passion to know that you are not alone. I want to tell you some top tips on how you can refuel your mojo, reignite your passion, and remember that it is vitally important for you to actually follow through on your purpose. Lots of big words there and strong statements. You know me, I don't beat around the bush, and I actually am a little bit of a renegade because I do not do hope projects. So if you're hoping to get a little bit of this, or you're hoping a project will work out, or you're hoping to be successful, I'm just not the right person for you. I'm actually going to tell you how to get there, but you have to be willing to do the work. And you also have to be willing to look at yourself with awareness and accountability and go, how am I going to show up differently every day to become the best version of myself, to have joy and happiness in my life, and to stop trying to please everyone. The biggest thing of all, I want to tell you the biggest lesson of all is to be sitting in your truth. That is the number one thing I want to go back to on the show. Uh, And ultimately, in everything we do, we figure out what our own vital ingredients are. When you figure out what your true north is, when you figure out what really, really is important to you, you don't ever have to manipulate an outcome. You don't ever have to try and get someone to respond a certain way because you are sitting in a beautiful place of something called being self-centered, not arrogant, not egotistical, not selfish, not all these words that people will throw at you, but self-centered. And when you stand in that place of true alignment, when you have the courage to step aside from what society, friends, family, previous partners, situations, experiences, jobs, projects, board members, shareholders, whatever it is that maybe has gone wrong in the past, that is fine. You absolutely have two choices now. Do you continue to dine out on that story, on that conviction, on that drama that your life is full of perpetuating failures? Or do you realize that you actually have the opportunity and the tenacity and the intelligence and the empowerment to go, hold on a second here, I can do things differently. 
So whatever has got you to this point today and whatever day, time you're listening to this on whatever format, if you're sitting here and we're face-to-face and you're on my show on Vitality Coach TV on YouTube, please like and subscribe. I'd love you to come hang out. Or maybe you're listening to this on the Mojo Maker podcast or you're on my website. Who knows? Welcome. I am speaking directly to you because it is with purpose, conviction, and passion that I'm telling you, you must stand up for yourself. But first of all, you have to figure out what really makes you happy and stop apologizing for that. I want to talk to you a little bit about hanging on to people, places, situation, and things that are no longer serving you and actually why that is more selfish than you think. If you think you're a martyr because you're helping someone else and you're constantly stepping in to rescue other people and you are like the only person that can help out, I want you to reconsider that thought because actually you're diminishing the other person's adult state of being especially if they're a partner, a work partner, we have 50-50 accountability. So if you're constantly rescuing people, it's because you've chosen to have that as your story. That is not something that we should all be proud of. In actual fact, we should make sure that we are standing 100% alignment and congruence with ourselves and that we amplify other people. So yes, we can help. Yes, we can step in. Yes, we can be generous. Yes, we can be philanthropic. We can show community, passion, care, empathy, love unconditionally, but not because you're always rescuing. That's a very, very dangerous place to sit. And I think what happens when you are people pleasing, because maybe whatever got you to this point, you were never enough, or it was never enough, that constant validation of rescuing other people or doing the right thing just ends up making you as an individual very, very unhappy. And it keeps you in situations, places, people, and things that actually should be set free to have their own happiness. It's kind of like a codependence, even in a work environment as well. Very, very important that you stand true in your own conviction. So I want to talk to you today about having the courage to stand up for what you really value, having the courage to stand up for what really matters in your life. And maybe for the first time, it could be in your total life, taking some time out to define what that actually is. It's a scary thought, isn't it? God, what if, what Nikki's asked me to define what remarkable looks like? What does happiness look like? I don't know if I'm allowed to be happy. I'm supposed to be a hardworking father or a really strong CEO or a mother that does everything for her children. You know, the most important gift you can give your kids is actually to be the happiest authentic, congruent individual that you can be to show them about individual choices, about independence, about informed decisions, about already being enough. And that comes back to having an opportunity to go, other people might not like what you're doing. They might not be able to put you in a box. They might not be able to hold you back. They might not be able to constrain you, but you will fly, you will inspire, you will engage, you will empower. You must have the courage to walk your own path. And that's what today's episode is all about. The reason why I feel so passionate about this is predominantly, uh, predominantly most of my clients privately are men. Uh, It's always been that way. And I believe that there's a certain, you know, lack of understanding for men on how to actually get themselves back in the driver's seat again. There's such a feeling of being brought up with a sense of responsibility and doing the right thing that you end up manipulating conversations, decision, actions, and everything else. And you're not just able to be truthful. And it's working both ways, by the way. This isn't just male and female. This is just us as individuals. We never want to have conflict. We don't want to hurt other people. We don't want to cause harm. Whatever it is that you're telling yourself, 
If you are not being truthful with yourself, you are holding that other person, party, situation, project, or thing back from thriving. You are in effect putting a handbrake not only on your own life, but on everything else that is connected to you. You must have the courage to thrive, to inspire, to be happy. The ripple effect of that is unbelievable. But to do that, it takes a lot of courage. It takes courage to actually figure out what your vital ingredients are. So writing down and sitting down going, you know what, it doesn't matter what got me to this point or what time or money or investment I have made emotionally, personally, physically, mentally, spiritually, I really, really need to own my feelings. I need to own my purpose. I need to own my passion, my vision, and I need to stop apologizing for my needs. And this is this whole point around this uh, philosophy around the courage to be disliked is that if you understand that your needs, not your wants, but your needs are so important and you're able to articulate those with kindness and compassion for yourself first, you'll be surprised at the support and the tribe and the uprising that happens around you to make those things happen. But all too often, we don't want to express our needs. We're told that's selfish. We're told that we should be quieter and maybe just sit back and put everyone else first. But then we have a construct where we're not actually coming to the party with accountability and honesty. So the first thing is, are you honest with yourself? The second thing is, are you pursuing not happiness forsaking all others, but a congruent, good, valued, integrity-based life where you are able to be financially, spiritually, emotionally, physically abundant? You're not stepping on other people to get there because the reason behind it is congruent and aligned with good purpose. You're not trying to take one thing from someone else and give it. You're not trying to like edge and spin plates in the air and make sure that everything keeps alignment. It's an exhausting place to sit in is to try and keep everybody happy. So if you are listening to this and you're thinking, well, I always want to do the right thing, or I've got to look after my kids, or I have to look after my staff, and you're constantly keeping everyone else happy at the expense of your own happiness, What do you think that's teaching people in your family, in your culture, in your community, in your company? It's teaching everyone to not be accountable. It's teaching everyone to to walk around as a shapeshifter, to be good at this moment and then change the next. So if we can truly empower our staff, our family, our kids and our partners to have a voice in a kind and compassionate and empathetic way to be able to voice their needs and know what they are. The ripple effect of that accountability and how people show up is really remarkable. And if you haven't listened to my interview with Stephen Scott Johnson on Emergent, he wrote Emergence all about the ripple effect, about positive aspects of community. Do not underestimate the power of your vibration, the power of your aspect as a leader, whether you're a parent, whether you run a business, whether you're part of a business, or you're just part of a team, it doesn't really matter. You have the same ripple effect as anyone else. So I encourage you today to maybe look at things differently and to go, what do I need to do to actually pursue my own happiness? And why is that the bottom of the list? And what does that really mean for me? Not top level stuff, not what I can show to others, but a deep sense of your inside job, a deep sense of letting yourself off the hook for whatever got you to this point. And knowing that as a leader in life, as a CEO, as a founder, as a father, Uh, I don't know, maybe you're doing financial planning for people. 
that the way that you live your life has a ripple effect in the way that others react around you. And you actually have an ability to amplify the values, the integrity, the change, and the community that you want to talk about. You have to start with yourself. So you have to be the change that you want to see. So this book here, uh, I think is a great place to start. And it doesn't mean all of a sudden you have to walk around renegade, you know, running around like the Wolf of Wall Street and just having abandonment for any kind of feelings, emotions, consideration for other people. In fact, it's the other point. No one can actually master the art of complete reciprocity if we don't actually look after ourselves, put our oxygen masks on first and realize our own self-worth and value. So if you don't back yourself, how do you expect your staff to stand up and contribute? If you don't back yourself and fully love yourself, how do you expect that you're not attracting emotionally healthy, ready partners in your life or that your partner can grow with you? No matter how long you've been married, if you really, really love that person, there has to be an opportunity for both of you to keep growing. But we don't want to look at that stuff, do we? Because it's uncomfortable. So I urge you to get comfortable with discomfort, to, to look within and to make this a private journey. You don't have to announce it to anyone, but to reflect today and think, wow, you know what? What if I couldn't fail? What if I could get after what I love, who I love, in the way that I love without even thinking that in any possible realm I could fail at it? What if it was destiny? What if I could just say yes? Because that GPS that said, you must say yes to this was so strong, you couldn't go backwards. And I think if you start to have a courageous life where you can understand what truly ignites you and bring your personality into all these things, you won't be compartmentalizing yourself. What happens when we're not sitting in the space of courage to really be authentic? I mean, let's, I know, I understand, I'm only just starting to come to terms with a lot of the intuitive gifts that I have as a coach and talk about it on my show and with my clients. So, you know, I understand the journey. I'm not sitting up here on a high horse going, I have all the answers. I'm doing this work with you because I've been through this work. I've been in the trenches with you. And, and I also understand the work that's required to do self-reflection and the beauty as a leader that comes out of that. The incredible inspiration that comes out of knowing that you should trust the ideas that are coming to you. What happens if you don't do this? What's the warning? What's the thing on the pack that says, warning, stay as you are, uh, definition of insanity, trying to expect change. If you don't change and you continue to live inside society's beliefs or your parental beliefs or generational aspects of how you should be, do, act, and contribute, where it's going to end you? You'll end up feeling like part of you is missing. You'll end up always blaming other people or feeling that you have to have a reactionary life. You'll constantly end up having a conversation with yourself daily, minute by minute, arguing head and heart, head and heart, constantly overthinking anything. You won't be living in a sense of purpose and alignment. You'll always be living in a sense of self-negotiation, you know, anticipating someone else's needs, trying to keep everybody happy, putting yourself last, but feeling like it's the right thing to do. I urge you to turn that around. I urge you, if you're listening to this, to take accountability for yourself and to start reflecting on what vibrancy you could bring when you're truly happy and to not worry about the collateral damage of authentically following your heart's desire. And remember, very important, I don't mean throwing the baby out with the bathwater, selling the Ferrari, becoming a Buddhist monk, becoming yin and yang and having opposing polar opposites. 
I mean taking the time to really consider that you have one life, one role in your leadership. How do you lead and be the CEO of your life as well as your business? What values are you teaching your kids? Where is your honesty, your integrity, your passion, your purpose? Are you displaying those and everything? Because if you have the courage to do that, you will surround yourself by default with others who do the same. For a while there, it will feel like you're on your own and it will feel uncomfortable because you are breaking many, many years of living in a certain hard drive, a certain programming, a certain form of escapism to some degree and always saying, well, this is the way that I was always told to do things. But I'm fine if you want to do that. But if you want to evolve, if you want to have a sustainable success, for some of you that I'm working with, you're taking your businesses from 10 to 20 million, from 70 to 100 million, back into enterprise level, even greater than that. It takes a certain type of thinking, a certain type of pit crew to ensure that the success around that is sustainable, that it's fluid, that it's reciprocal, and that you are fully supported. And that means understanding thyself, knowing thyself, pressing pause, and just considering, you know what, I want to start asking some questions. And I will say this once and I'll say it again, and I say it on every podcast at the moment, please replace your fear with curiosity. What if you couldn't fail? What if total love and abundance and acceptance and joy and happiness and vibration was there for you at any age? Because it is, it is purely a perspective. It is purely a choice. You do not have to damage, you do not have to disrupt, but you do have to stand in the space of your own happiness, your own authenticity. You have to lead by example. We need more people that are courageous enough to say, These are the right reasons and to be fearless about honesty and truth while still being kind. When you do that, not only do you set yourself free from old constraints, but you set everyone else free that maybe you've tied into in the way that you've worked. And a last point, if you're a CEO, a leader or a founder, whether you like it or not, you are the culture of your business. You can ask your staff to be accountable. You can ask them to share. You can ask them to show their vulnerability. You can ask them to be more of a community, to trust. Uh, to you know, have vibrancy, to talk about integrity. And all of those things are fine. But if you do not demonstrate those behaviors wholeheartedly, congruently, consistently yourself, how on earth can you expect the culture within to reflect the words on the wall? So whether you like it or not, the culture that you're looking across, the culture that you're trying to ask your kids, your staff, your partner to share with you with honesty and transparency, are you giving them that same in return? Are you demonstrating to them how it's done? Because if you're listening to this and you're a leader, you must be the change that you want to see. You must lead by example. It takes courage. It takes discipline, but it is so worth it. I urge you to come join me on a quest for that complete discovery But that does not mean that you're throwing out your commercial reality. That does not mean that you're throwing out the tenacity for running a successful business, for getting in the trenches, for living your day on purpose. It just means that you have a blend of head and heart. That's the ultimate combination. And have the courage to be disliked. Because you might not fit in what everyone else wants to deem as a certain box or a certain label, but that's where the beauty lies. Who are you? What does that mean? What are your vital ingredients? How do you unpack that? Start that journey. A few books I'll put on here. Please give this a read. If you're a reader, a leader, and you're wondering why you always feel so lonely at the top, it's not a new thing. It's a constant thing. It's called courage. It's called vision, tenacity, drive. And I tell you today, if you're watching this, you're connected with me. If you're listening to this, we're connected. You are not alone. 
We're here to create a collective, sustainable success to put passion, purpose, authenticity, and drive back into everything we do and to empower those around us on how they can do exactly the same. Remember, I believe companies are the new community. We have an absolute mission and purpose to share what these good values are, to create a sense of community, and to bring happiness and joy back in regardless of the landscape. So help me on that, guys. I'd love some comments as well and some feedback. The reason I wrote about, well, actually the reason I'm doing this video today is because I've shared this book with a lot of my clients. And when I was asking them what they want me to share about on YouTube, uh, don't forget, hit like and subscribe. And in my books, this came up. They're like, Nikki, why don't you talk about why it's important to have courage to do things differently? And it just so is. It's, it's you know, we're, we're all unicorns in some sort, but we get in this beige race of trying to fit in. And I love that about hipsters. You know, everyone thinks they're individual or they've got some tattoos or a beard or whatever else. But then I see 10 of them walking past and everyone looks the same. So I think your personality is what gives you your magic. Your vision is what gives you your magic. Your ability to ask questions. You know, as a human, we only know what we know. We're constantly evolving. There's just a certain aspect of the power that we have that we've tapped into. So keep evolving, keep learning, keep being curious, fall in love with your life. You can take, you can't take things with you, but having experiences and being passionate about who you're with, what you do, that is priceless. Please do not give up the right to love everything about what you do, and most importantly, love everything and celebrate who you are. And chances are, if you're listening to me, you're pretty remarkable. You've probably got some great ideas. You don't like BS. You love to get stuff done. You're visionary. You're tenacious. You're driven. You're responsible, and you really, really care. So I hope I'm the wind beneath your wings and giving you some extra mojo to go, hmm, what would that look like? I might have to get this book. I might have to figure that out. You know, what would I do differently? What would I do if I couldn't fail? Who would I reach out to? How would I love harder? How would I celebrate myself knowing that it's not egocentric? So I hope I've inspired you today, guys. Please leave your comments, like, subscribe, share. It's really important to me. I really, really appreciate uh, those of you that have subscribed on YouTube. It's going to be a new platform for me. I've never really thought about it before. I've just got all my videos up there set and forget. And then one of my clients kept saying, go, go YouTube live, keep going, keep going, keep going. So this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm taking their advice and I, I hope it's working. And, and I just want to let you know that no matter what you're doing today, no matter how you felt when you clicked play on this podcast episode, or I don't know, I just want you to know that you, you are awesome and you must believe in yourself and you must look up and what can you be grateful for today? It's those beautiful little moments that make everything else so worthwhile. So come join me on more. Um, come hang out on my new launch of Adulting, the book as well. And I don't know, just let me know what you want to hear about. I hope you've enjoyed it. You stay healthy, wealthy, and wise. And thanks for tuning in to the Mojo Maker Podcast and Vitality Coach TV. I'm your host, Nikki Fogdenmore. I hope I bring you energy, vibrancy, and conviction each and every day. Thanks for tuning in. As always, we'd love your review on iTunes, or you can jump online to thevitalitycoach.com.au. For more from Nikki, to sign up for the Monday Mojo and the Vitality Coach TV on YouTube.